Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Do you like the emphasis on the S's now that you're 24? Right. And before, I couldn't, I couldn't differentiate. But, yeah, I think it's uh, really solid. No, I'm excited about what I'm doing. I'm excited about myself. There's a promo. <laughs> yeah. Welcome into Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. Standing across from me is Action Jackson, and he is a 24-year-old from Ledoux. He is experiencing the early stages of male pattern baldness, but I am hearing word that you might be tending to that, and I'm happy for you. You're all growns up, and you're all growns up. Yeah, you know, trying to make a comeback. You know, you're down 20 points in the second quarter. There's mm. plenty of game left to play, so... This is your time. Right, exactly. We're going to mount a little comeback, a little uh, full-court press, and we'll see what happens. Up there, it's their time. Down here, it's our time. What is that film from? What is that quote from? What film, considering you own goodorbad.com? Is it a sports movie? No. 1985, year of the Cardinals. Best Cardinal team of my lifetime. I know I said it. You're saying 2004. I'm saying 1985. I don't know what to tell you. That's what I think. The Goonies. God, the Goonies. Have God. you seen The Goonies? I've seen it, but like once. Josh Brolin. Um, yeah, I, I've only seen it like once. We'll spend more time on the Goonies coming up. That'll lead into So What'd Your Grandma Think? What's on So What'd Your Grandma Think? A more of a serious What'd Your Grandma Think. Oh, Again, wow, look at you. I think it's it's a really honest, uh, really honest... Wow, you're starting to get serious with So well, What'd Your Grandma I Think. I think this one is important, and I think you'll actually have a take on it. So I think it's... Oh, uh, maybe we'll get to it a little earlier. Yeah. I, but I say that, and then <laughs> yeah, it'll be like 10.48, and we have three breaks left, because I've been rambling on nonsensically for 45 minutes. <laughs> right. Uh, today, uh Little text, do you have a parlay? <laughs> no, not, nothing. To, you save no, those for Mondays and Fridays? Yeah, no Tuesday parlay. Uh, we uh, do welcome people to... People texted in Goonies like the Dickens. Yeah. My I mean, God, I just looked down at the uh, Air Comfort Service text line and I got a bunch of Goonies. Good for you. I know it's a beloved movie, but like you said, it's you know it was it came out 13 years before my birth, so it's tough. But that, there is movies Look like at that. Look at this. That I like, so. Look at this. That makes me feel good. Uh, you can text in 65780. Now, I'm feeling badly because I sent out a tweet. And the tweet was the following. Who would you rather have as DH in 2022 for the Cardinals in 2022? So it was really well written. It's great sense. Excuse me. Did you just say in 2022 and then write a couple other words and then write in 2022 again? Yes, I, I did. It drives home the point. Who would you rather have as DH in 2022 for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2022? Big day for St. Louis University High School. That's why they distanced themselves for me. Right. That and what I have done with my career are the two reasons. And uh, we have 1,858 votes in one hour. So I make very rare appearances on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Very rare. Do you tweet often? 
No. Never, I don't feel like I really ever see you tweet, now that no, I think about mostly it. mostly basketball takes. <laughs> Fewer far you, between. I'll tell you what, you stick to the brand. Yeah. So I came out of a, a brief retirement, and then I'll go back into retirement, and boy, the poll is just not going over well. But 23.8% of the voters said they would rather have Albert Pujols as the designated hitter in 2022 for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2022. So that's important to say in 2022 twice. Right. Yes, we have to make sure we're on the same page there. Right. Uh, so, yeah, 76.2% would prefer Freddie Freeman, but one out of four approximately would like to see Albert Pujols. Jackson, take? I mean, it's. Uh, would you rather have Freddie Freeman or Albert Pujols? I would rather have Freddie Freeman. Wow, you DH. are a controversial host. I am. I voted for Albert in that poll, but that's just more to, you know, stir the pot a little bit. Uh I think Albert is a great option, don't get me wrong, but Freddie Freeman, just coming off a World Series, I'd rather take him. He wears his pants up real high, Tim. Highest pants possible. Is that something that is important to you? I'd never really have thought about it one way or the other. I just noticed I've noticed that a lot of uh, the members of the Blues, when they walk into an arena, are wearing the high... Are are you uh, young tykes doing that? Are you doing that? The what? The the, the tight high-waisted, kind of showing off the oh, entire the shoe look. pants. Is that what we call it? Is it yeah. cropped pants? Yeah. Do you go with that when you're dancing by yourself at Tin Roof at right. 5.30 on a Saturday afternoon? Right. Uh, most of my pants are tapered, um, so I guess we I do. would say, yeah, right. So I'd, I guess I would say I pull off that look, yeah. Oh, you do? Right. Look at you. Yeah, and the shorter shorts, you know, change from like the mid-2000s where they were really baggy. Or more so. That is a thing I've noticed. Yeah. Now, that is not something that is applying to me at 45 years old or mm-hmm. people older. Mm-hmm. They're still going with the short that goes knee length or below. Yeah. But the younger tykes are going with what would be called short shorts. Right. And this is kind of a recent golf phenomenon that I noticed when I spent six uh-huh. months in Jupiter last year. And I was playing golf with some really good players who are much younger than me. Right. And I'm like, man, these... These dudes are wearing some short shorts. Little did I know this was the style, and they weren't just trying to show off their glutes to me, which right. honestly was disappointing Absolutely. once I came to that realization. Yeah, it stings a little bit. But, yes, shorter shorts and crop pants are, are certainly in style. Jackson is advocating the listenership here on Balloon Party wear short shorts and cropped pants. Your thoughts, 65780. Yeah. That's how you can text it. Uh I would like to see the Cardinals sign Albert Pools. I saw Randy Carricker. Once again, the podcast that needs to happen is you just recording the exchange yeah, that Randy and I have. Seriously. I hope he found his keys. He did appear on our show yesterday, but yeah. not because he wanted to, because he thought he left his keys in here. That's what that's what you have to do to get on the show. You have to, <laughs> to swipe things from you have, to, you have to steal things from the people to get them back on. <laughs> like a Michelle ransom. Smallman's like, under no circumstances will I appear on that show. No. But if we swiped something and she thought there's a chance it's in here, maybe she would. Just ransom. Randy was looking around. I go, what do you think about Kim English? He's like, I don't want to be on your show. But since I'm here and I'm nice, I'll answer. Well, I look for my keys. I guess I'll give you a take. Right. (laughs) Uh, Guys, did Jackson just admit to dirtying your poll? It's not accurate now. Thanks. That's from the 636. Uh, No comment. Uh, just curious if Tim and Little Tex have been watching the new show, Winning Time. It is excellent. That's from the 314. I have. Yeah, it's been great. I really do enjoy it. I hate that I've watched both episodes and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm yearning for the next one. Same. I wish that, I really wish, like, as soon as I get done with it on Sunday night, I'm like, I could just watch 
another one. It's so, and they haven't even gotten into that. I know they haven't even started a game. This no. is a new show on HBO. I think it airs at eight central, if I'm not um, mistaken, on yeah. Sunday nights. Yep, yep. I, I've loved every minute of it. I think John C. Riley playing the role of Jerry Buss, right? Who was, I believe, Will Ferrell was originally supposed to. Now, if that was the case, I couldn't watch. I don't think I'd like it as much because I, I agree. Would... I think John C. Riley was the right casting decision. As much as I love Will Ferrell, because we'd be thinking, thinking of, of Will G- Ferrell, and I'd be thinking of Jackie Moon. I'd be thinking. Oh. I'd be thinking of Jackie Moon the whole time. I'd think Jackie Moon owns the Lakers now. I, I think it needs a. I think it needs. I mean, John C. Riley is one of the greatest character actors Absolutely. of the last two decades, Absolutely. and I think it needs a character actor and not a superstar like Will Ferrell. So I think agree. that was a good choice for Adam McKay, even though it's given some tension to his relationship with Will Ferrell. Couldn't agree more. Big time recommendation on that show. Nice, uh, nice uh, text. Uh, and I was nervous about the magic character, but he's great. You know, because it's tough to be that charismatic and tall. You have to be tall, and he's great. Uh, let's see. Guys, I'm on my way to the golf course right now, and I subconsciously put my shorter golf shorts on. I'm 35, so I guess I, guess I can wear both styles. That's from Luke, and he's in South County. At 35, can you be wearing the short shorts? Like, if I rolled up today, because I think I might at least go hit some balls today. Mm-hmm. I might. And I'm wearing short shorts. Little creepy, right? Well, define short shorts. You know, if they're like Stockton in the nineties, then yeah, that would be a little uncomfortable. But let's if say two to three inches, which is basically forty percent of my height. <laughs> right, the whole leg. Two to two to three inches above the knee. Uh, no, I don't think really. That, I don't think that would be weird. Two inches, but my, my shorts right now are two inches above the knee. I, I know, but you're half my age. I, I think you'd look fine. And golf shorts are different than like athletic shorts. I think too. If you pair I do. I think Luke in South County is on the right track there, and that is 35. He's kind of in a safe zone where he can play both. Yeah, yeah. You, guess you see what I'm saying? Tweener. You'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Let okay. me tell you something. If I rolled up today to play with my friends and I'm wearing short shorts, you're gonna get hell. Well, I wouldn't get hell. I think they just walk off the course. <laughs> that's what find I, a new partner. That's what I. That's what I think would happen. Uh, let's see. How I was thinking the same thing. How are we going to get accurate information on this poll if Jackson will not vote right? Yeah. Fail. That's yeah. from the six one eight. It's again my fault. <laughs> uh, we're approaching two thousand votes, and nearly one out of four is voting for Albert Pools. This thing is going to be retweeted by the best fans in baseball account. Yep, and you're going to catch all sorts of. Help. And it's going to be the biggest moment of my career. And unfortunately, in 2022, is written twice. Right. <laughs> because I tweeted it out while I was hosting another show. Tim, as long as your calves are showing, it doesn't matter, matter what you wear. It's from the 314. But then pants shave, what, two, three strokes off your game? They do, and I am yeah. wearing pants today. So that's kind of like a conundrum there. Uh, guys, I'm not taking fashion tips from a newly minted 24-year-old. I'll stick to my below-the-knee shorts and pants that don't have a crotch that looks like Andre the Giant is putting my fruit basket in a bear hug. Get off my lawn, Jackson. That's from the 618. A couple of great references in there. <laughs> I have to respect it. All right. I assume I have to take a break. I just, I, I err on the side of caution. Am I right? Uh, you can, you can oh, look at you. Kind of saying I can go. But the thing is, it could be anything, and it right. could start a 40-minute diatribe. Right. When I see my opening, I guess I got to take it. Yeah. So. I mean, you got to seize the moment. I need to seize the moment. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, with apparently a thought-provoking, so what'd your grandma think? Uh, you are welcome to get involved on the show. 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. My name is Tim McKernan. Standing across from me is Action Jackson. This is Balloon Party doing business as... Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN.
You've been listening to The Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome back. This is Tim and Lil Tex on 101 ESPN, a program that solicits your involvement, 65780. And at some point, even though we've talked about doing it, and we're 51 shows in, we will play a mic drop presented by Rhino Shield. Yeah, one day. I talk about it. One out of every three shows have played one zero out of 51 shows. Right. It's just tight hosting. Well, we have so many pressing topics to get to every day. That's Fastest right. hour in radio. Jackson uh, sends over these questions the night before the show just to give people, because it's honesty and media, a peek right, behind right, the right, scenes right, 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 right. of this thing. Uh, and sometimes I really like the questions, and I like this one. This is one that kind of gets me going, but I have to lean on you for an example. But the texters who are on top of the Goonies reference yeah, in a absolutely. big way, uh, maybe you can think of one here that I am that I am missing. Um uh, we briefly discussed coaches getting time to develop their teams in college or pro sports and how the trend now is to fire at will. Why do you think coaches get such a short leash nowadays? How many great coaching runs do you think we miss out on because they don't get the proper amount of time to build something? Who is an example of this locally? So I really like the question minus uh, how many great coaching runs do you think we miss out on? Um, because I don't have a specific number to that right, question. Right, but I mean, I, yeah, for sure. Well, you were about to dig in and defend yourself, and then you just decided to just throw in the towel immediately, <laughs> well, I and have I have an zero respect for that. Well, there's a guy who, recently in the news, Coach K, his first three years at Duke were terrible. And they stuck with him. And they stuck if there with was him. Twitter, would he have? And I know that's your follow-up question right. to it, which I will get into momentarily, but the question on who who is an example of this locally, and I'm trying to rack my brain. The Cardinals have had... Up until recently, just Pittsburgh Steelers-like stability yeah, for sure. at the managerial position. For sure. Um, I don't think, I don't know how Cardinal, I try to do the cutoff as, as 2000 to mm-hmm. keep the, yeah. the youngsters engaged here and not go back. Joe Torrey's going back to 1995, but I don't feel like, and maybe it's because Larusa came in here and the Cardinals had success, but I don't th- feel like Cardinal fans feel like Joe Torre wasn't given enough time here to be successful, and we missed out in St. Louis on what would have happened with his time in New York because his time in New York, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, you could have had a number of managers do right. that because mm-hmm. of who was on that roster. Uh, although I know a lot of the guys on the Yankees attribute the success to having the kind of personality they had at the top with Torrey. And the Cardinals immediately had success in 1996, getting a win away from the World Series uh, in LaRusse's first year. So I don't feel like you have that. I do feel like Blues fans can point out a variety of coaches, but way back when, um, leading up to and including Quenville's termination in 2004, as going, oh yeah, Scotty Bowman, and then a list of a bunch of guys in between, and then, oh yeah, Joel Quenville, but not really since. Um, so on the local scene... I don't think you can say Quinn Snyder, even though no. he's become successful at the right. NBA level. It took a, more than a decade of him bouncing around the developmental league and into Russia. Right, international. Before that happened. So who, or is there anybody you're thinking of that I'm completely missing? And I ask the audience, 65780? Locally, we... I mean, I guess you could say Schilt, but who's to say? And then I would say... I disagree on the Schilt one, just for the being on the record. 
Yeah, just the because you saw my facial reaction to it, but the right. audience. Well, didn't. the amount of time is more what I'm alluding to. Yeah, I don't think the shield thing is for lack of success. I think no. that was a philosophical thing. Yeah, you know, there's Odom probably not. I don't think Odom. I don't think Odom. Locally, it's tougher, but there. I just think that the national, the quick firing, like as soon as someone doesn't have a season that they think they should, they're at a prestigious school that's kind of rebuilding and they don't turn it around quick enough, which is for some people like two or three years, they don't get it. I think, especially for college, you need a wide berth because your recruits come in, you know, your recruits aren't ready as freshmen, especially in college football. So give them that five, six year span to at least show you what they can do. That's why you hired them is to, because you thought that they were the person. Uh, Davis Payne, LOL. That's from the 314. Lovey Smith, maybe? That's from the 618. I would respectfully disagree, but I, I, but I, but I guess we're all on the same page and that we're just grabbing for somebody because there isn't an obvious one. Right. Locally, I don't think it's as bad as uh, the national scene. Uh, whoever is the current St. Gabriel's basketball coach, that's from the 573, and that is a wonderful text. Uh, Tim Scott Linehan should have gotten some more time. They were really building something special down there on Convention Plaza. It's from Al, and he's in Dadeville. Uh, Pinkle or Schilt? Well, Pinkle <laughs> retired, and Schilt. Uh, Schilt would be the only one that I feel like is live. Unla- I mean, Gary, uh, not Gary, Barry Odom is, I believe we're both the same age. Had this, had some classes together at the University of Missouri. And uh, if he were to get back into head coaching and would wind up killing it, then that would be an example. Mm-hmm. I don't think I think the closest we could get to a firing for performance and I say firing for performance to take Schilt out of it cuz I don't believe Mike Schilt was fired for performance uh, that would that, just like clearly I don't think it was fired for performance mm-hmm. so that's why I'm taking that out now my some people may disagree with that so for based on termination for performance perhaps too soon Odom would be the only one where I think you would even have a decent percentage of people, albeit still a minority, say, yeah, I think they let go of Barry Odom too soon. Right. But other than that, I don't know who else you could pick out since 2000 in St. Louis. Yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, if you go through Rams coaches, if you go through Blues <laughs> no. coaches. Yeah. Like, I, I remember in 2004 when they fired Quenville, I was like, man, I just don't. But it, but I, I do recall talking to some of the guys at the team. It's just like, yeah, at some point, and especially in the NHL, which has a lot of turnover, NBA certainly has it, mm-hmm. um, that a message can just get kind of stale and it can kind of become time. And Quinnville got here in 96, if I'm not mistaken, through 2004. And um, But I just was like, man, I mean, look at what he has done with the Blues. They weren't just getting in the playoffs. They had some incredible years. President's Trophy in 2000, Western Conference Final, and I think three of those five or four of those five losses, uh, no, it wouldn't have been all four. Three of the five, three of the four losses, excuse me, to the Avalanche were in overtime, I'm pretty sure. I know the series clincher was. I was in Denver for that. Uh, 2002, good team, ran into one of the greatest hockey teams of the last quarter century, maybe ever, actually, when you look at the Hall of Famers on that 2002 Red Wings team, 2003 team. That is what I think got him. It wasn't the 2004 season. It's the 2003 team felt like they really had a shot, and they blew a 3-1 series lead, but they all got sick against the Canucks, and it kind of messed the whole thing up. So Quinville, to me, if you're picking one, but but again, it's not like to say too soon. He had been there for damn near a decade right you know this what you're citing is a guy 
who gets in and then is on the hot seat within a couple years, right? right. I mean, that's oh, what yeah. you're that's what you're talking the about. The NFL is very is very much into that, where guys, are, it's the quickest turnaround. Like you said, the NBA is might be the worst example of it. Dwayne Casey won Coach of the Year, but was fired the week but before. But I feel like I feel like now baseball's got it going on, and certainly college sports. And then your follow up to it is on the heels of my last question: How much of a role does social media play in the shelf lives of coaches? Do you think outside pressure forces the hand of AD? So to speak to college specifically, the answer to that is absolutely. It, but that goes on beyond sports. Mm-hmm. You have people in business again beyond sports listening to and allowing the opinions of people who are so confident in their opinions that they're hiding behind fake names and fake avatars on Twitter to influence business decisions, Mm -hmm. which to me is horrific. It's horrific. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that, I believe, is going on in college sports. I think when it's all said and done specific to college sports, if the money, if the boosters want it, that's how it goes down. Right. Usually. I think the biggest example of that in college football would be take your pick of either Tennessee in the SEC East or Auburn in the SEC West. I was going to say Tennessee because, I mean, for a, chaos over the last well, decade. Like, I mean, ever since Phil Fulmer was let go, right, it's been it's a chaos. 10 year rotating door of. And Auburn nearly had another one go with Harson here a right. month and a half ago. So it's right. just, it's constant. And I just, my official position on Eli Drinkwitz is I'm. Excited that a lot of Missouri fans are excited. I think the enthusiasm is not warranted based on what you've seen on the field. The enthusiasm is rooted in what's going on with recruiting projections. But even if I was totally out on Eli Drinkwitz, I'd still want him to have a minimum of three years. Yeah. And in this situation, considering how weird the world has been with the pandemic, um, I might even go four years. Yeah. And this schedule this year is rough. And oh, yeah. they have lost Tyler Beatty, and you don't know who the quarterback is going to be. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't like turnover in general. Right. I think one of the reasons why the Cardinals have been as successful as they've been is because they've just had very little turnover. And I think you can look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and they have very— I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers have had three coaches <laughs> that's when crazy. you go back to the Steel Curtain. It's crazy. It's cra- and, that, and that signals to other people that— Noel, Cower— and uh, Tomlin, Tomlin, yeah, which is just oh absurd. But you crazy. can go, you can go with the Cardinals, Herzog, Tory, Larusa, and you've you just covered you know the start of the '80s all the way till the World Championship in 2011. Right, and it, yeah, it signals to not only you know future coaches but players too that it's a more stable atmosphere. They're confident in their people, and I think that's really important. I think in college too, with how fast recruits transfer. When you got a rotating door of coaches, you're going to have a rotating rotating door of players too. Players commit to coaches, mm-hmm. so when the coach leaves, I think that's partially true. I have to push back that I also think players commit to wanting to play, and I I understand that. I think that's kind of kind of a talking point. Like, oh, these guys aren't going to work to try to get a job, but if you're behind who whatever you would want to point to in college sports, specifically basketball or football, and you know you're not going to play, but you're a damn good player and you want to have your chance to to actually excel at the Division mm-hmm. One level then take your shot. I don't think that's an illustration of weakness. No, The no. Jalen Hurts story is a one in a million right. with regards to what wound it's up happening one. there with Tua. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't think that's a weakness. And that no, might be no. a contrarian talking point, but it's what how I truly feel. So once again, considering this is honesty in media, i got to be honest with the audience. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, not saying it to be a homer, but Kirby Smart going to the Natty in his second year probably has and will uh, mess with some coaches. ADs will say it can be done quickly. Uh, so it's a quick hook for some. That's from Alan Dadeville, and Alan Dadeville is a Georgia fan because otherwise I'm sure people are like, who is Kirby and how is he a homer? <laughs> but he's talking about the Georgia Bulldog. And, yeah, I mean, that's certainly – it depends on what class you are in in college football. If you are living in Huntley or Ledoux in college football, your expectations are different than all due respect to my alma mater, Columbia is in Jackson's alma mater, Columbia, Missouri. 100%. You know, if Eli Drinkwitz were to win eight games in the regular season this year – I think the vast majority of Missouri fans would be thrilled with that and feel like the thing's on the right track. For sure. The issue is they could wind up winning five. Yeah. And then, and it just depends on how it goes down. That's the other thing when it comes to evaluating college football. There's a lot to be said for the process. Because if you just drive by and go, oh, this team won nine games, and then you see that they beat up on four freebies in, yeah. in, in the non-conference schedule, doesn't matter. And that was my issue with Missouri last year. They just weren't competitive in a few games. Right. And that Not was the thing close. that was concerning yeah. to me. So with that all said, I prefer personally coaches, even if I'm not necessarily bullish on them myself, getting a chance to build, in the case of college sports, their programs, professional sports, their organizations, and see if they can get it on the right track. And I do believe, to answer your question, that social media plays a role in the expediting of the process of people getting whacked. And I think it's wrong. Yeah. But I think organizations or programs bow down to the money. And if you're a professional sports team, it can get you hyped and get some season tickets sold if yes. you get a new guy in. For sure. And if you're the college programs, if you are beholden to boosters, you are going to oftentimes listen to the boosters even if you disagree and I think we've seen in football a huge example of that with Auburn and with Tennessee. Yeah, definitely. I think that you know, giving guys enough time is super important. I don't think we do it enough, but I also hear where you're coming from with the outside factor. Sometimes it's out of the AD's hands. Uh, if Mazalok makes the right hire in 2011-2012, Terry Francona, the Cardinals have only four managers from 1980 to 2022 and at least one more World Series. That's from the 573. I gotta be honest with you, I think he might be right. Yeah, I, the more I think about that, especially with how good the teams were from 12 to 15. I, uh, I, 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 I can speak with, a pre with certainty that there are people who were inside the organization that they felt like that they left at least one out there hmm. 2012 through 2015. Yeah. Because those were some... Oh, man, those are rock-solid teams. Legit teams. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would imagine you wouldn't see the Cardinals making a change uh, like they have with uh, two managers since La Russa. Uh, you are welcome to give your thoughts. 65780. That's how you can get involved here on Balloon Party. It's the Air Comfort Service text line. I guess I got a break, Jackson. It's 1033. Jackson's got a big Sports Center update coming up. Uh, and uh, that is your Clarkson Jewelers time check. You are welcome to talk it over with us anytime. We enjoy the interaction. This is Balloon Party doing business as honesty and media on 101 ESPN. Back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What did you lead with with that uh, Sports Center update? Cat. Carl Anthony Towns. 60 points last night, 32 of them in the third quarter. 
That's the NBA NBA season high this year. Six five seven eight zero is how you can interact with us here on Tim and Lil Tex on one hundred and one ESPN. Uh, who cares about the Timberwolves? That's before I could even give out the. I <laughs> know. I saw it coming. Sam, you're right. The Cardinals have been pretty successful in the early <laughs> Tim and Sam. <laughs> Why can't people get our names right? Well, I think once I'm in the market for 30 years, it'll start to click. <laughs> yeah, now we're talking. Uh, Sam, you're right. The Cardinals have been pretty successful in the early 2000s because of low turnover, but I believe that's also why they've been stagnant. Uh, that's from the 314. Oh, so you're Sam. I think I'm Sam. Sam and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you listen to that new show on 101, Sam and Mark, they suck. Uh, yeah, as uh, as Sam, I understand where you're coming from. Um, I, just, I, I don't know who you would rather have as far as a baseball team and performance since 2000 over the Cardinals. Now, it depends on how you like to approach a season. And this is coming from somebody who's a little irritated with what I think is going to happen. I'm just not as high on the Cardinals this year as I guess most people in St. Louis are. But it's kind of becoming a weird spot on the Cardinal conversation because apparently 60% of the division's just shutting her down before right. before we even right, you right. know play a spring training game the red i mean what are the, what's the what's the reds business model uh, just give it away Here, here's Jesse Winkler Suarez take them but specifically from 2000 through 2015 and another NLCS in 2019 but 16 17 and 18 kind of irritated me and i know they went to the playoffs in 20 and 21 by definition but i kind of go eh, eh, eh. but 2000 to 2015 those were some really good teams minus a couple of years uh even the 2003 team that didn't get to the playoffs was a good team one more regular season games than the 2006 world championship team yeah i'm sure some people go well red sox or dodgers uh maybe giants mm. maybe yankees i don't know if the yankees would necessarily be there at this point point being the cardinals have year in and year out been in the mix in september even in the, the worst year of them all i guess which would have been 2007 and from a fan standpoint, I like going into a season knowing that they've got a shot. The thing that bothers me, and kind of, and I make this comparison often, and I've done it a couple of times here since we've been at 101 ESPN with this show, is when the trade deadline rolls around, I just don't have a lot of faith that the Cardinals are going to do what I expect the Blues to do here over the next six days, and that is go out and get better right. and give themselves the best chance to win if they are in a position to win a championship. Or on the other side of it, right. when they are not in a position to win a championship or when it's a mathematical, it's going to require a mathematical phenomenon to sell some parts. Right. They don't do that either. Right, they don't sell either, yeah. And that kind of... I don't like I don't like that. But as far as consistency and being a perennial contender, I don't really know. I, so I don't consider that being stagnant. The issue is they haven't won an NLCS game since 2014. Was that Colton Wong walk-off game two? Nurse, nurse. Ooh, yeah, I think you're right on that. Because they were uh, they didn't win a game in San Francisco, and they only won one game in that series. And then before that, it would have been uh, the Clayton Kershaw, Matt Carpenter, 70 pitch at bat in 2013. Right. So, point being, as far as the expectations, expectation of success around here it hasn't looked real good but regular season wise it has been pretty good i just 
I just I, I I don't like seasons where you're going in and you're writing it off. And I feel like some organizations have oh, yeah. done that. The Red Sox would be one. They've had some real big lows, even though if I'm not mistaken, they've won more World Championships than anybody since 2000. Which oh, is for sure. Weird Set, to say. 04, 07, 13, 13 and 18. 18. Yeah. Am I right on that? Yeah. Yep. So four World Championships, Giants one in 10, 12, and 14, 14. Yep. and the Cardinals have two and four pennants. So I just I can't consider a, dec- a series of two decades, I suppose, where you have a bunch of division titles, four pennants, and two World Championships as being stagnant. Yep. Now, a lot of that success came in the first 15 years, and so over the last five, six years, you might go, ah, it hadn't been that great. And they kind of have, I mean, 2020 is whatever, as far as putting yeah. that in historical context. Right. 2021 was a series of two, three great weeks. Yep. And 2019 was a team that I th- I think they play the Atlanta Braves 10 times, and I think they might win the series at best three. Yeah. And they happened to get them, and then they were clearly overmatched against the Nationals. Right. And they weren't there in 16, 17, and 18. So you can't say that that was necessarily, uh, or this has been a great series of seasons since 2015. 2015, a 100-win team that didn't win more than a game against the Cubs in that NLDS. And that, I think, is where some fans get irritated, especially when you have this foil that is the St. Louis Blues, and you feel like the St. Louis Blues don't have the profit margins that the Cardinals have, but yet they do what they can to put themselves in a position to maximize the window of opportunity. And I think fans appreciate when their emotional investment is reciprocated by the organization. Do you follow me, Jackson? Can you even flow with me when I flow this hard? I can't, but I can. Thanks. I can attempt. You're, you're still focused on tomorrow's Timberwolves update. Yeah, well, cat can't score sixty twice, can he? But uh, I think that I think you're right there. But I think sometimes, and I think that's the criticism is that what you like and I like. I think everyone would agree that they like that every season. You feel like the Cardinals are are going, to, you know, are going to be relevant until August or September. But that can also be, you know, in the attempt to stay relevant throughout the season could sometimes take away from the championship aspirations come the trade deadline. See, this is that moment where I think I have a lot of time and I look and it's 1046 <laughs> and I go, oh my God, I got a break probably. But let me let me t- let me move it forward to uh, today. Th- who is going to win the National League Central? Uh, Cardinals or Brewers. Thank you. And it's, it's well, it's you would say March 16th, yeah. like it's March 16th, but it really is more like February 14th on the baseball calendar because right, they yeah. haven't played a game yet. They like say, and you already know that. Yeah, and if not, you can get sick long odds on any of the other three. Mm-hmm. So just to have an emotional investment insurance play. So that I don't I don't like that. And so for those of you who are freaking out in the the text line about well the Cardinals are the byproduct of a crappy division that hasn't always been the case. And I think that's kind of a recent narrative because the Astros were outstanding. If mm-hmm. it was a crappy division, you wouldn't have had them playing each other in 2004 and 2005 in the NLCS. Yep. Um, and the Cardinals were a damn good team 2000 through 2006. And the Cardinals were a damn good team 2011 through 2014. So that's not a byproduct. 15. That's not a byproduct of the division. And in 2015, uh, you had the Cardinals, Pirates, and Cubs all with, I think, 97-plus wins. Yeah, they were th- all three really, really good. So with that all said, this year, the Cardinals could be an average team and win the Central because it's such a— and they're going to pile up wins. At least they should. Right. And I'm just not— so, But maybe, hey, listen, if I'm wrong, I'm happy to be wrong. It's one of those things where I want to be wrong. I'm just not as— so. I feel like I am not as high on the Cardinals in 2022 at this moment. Maybe things will change over the next couple of weeks. Who knows? 
as I feel like the fan base is. And I don't know if the fan base is high on the Cardinals. And I'm not saying everybody. I know there are, of course, exceptions, but the majority. And I don't know if that's because people are high on the team or if they're just like, well, this division sucks, so they're going to win that and go to the postseason. Or if it's just people are just happy that baseball's back. And so that's the mindset. And I'm just glad they're playing because I didn't think a week ago they were going to be playing. Yeah, I don't know. But I just, I just am just not, I'm just not sold. I'm just not sold on the offense at the moment. And I haven't been sold on the offense for a few years, and I don't really feel like it's necessarily been tended to. But I guess maybe I'm not as bullish on some of the young players as I think a portion of the fan base is, a healthy portion. I think that's the core issue. Yeah, I get frustrated by the outfield sometimes. You know, like we go into every season like, no, this is the year that Bader and O'Neill are going to hit. And then around the dog days of summer – you have all three outfielders hitting six, seven, eight, and it's like, you know, that's uh, and they really still have not replaced the power of Marcelo Zuna, and so that's still out there. And you you hope it's Tyler O'Neill, you hope it's Dylan Carlson, you hope it's Harrison Bader, but uh, you know maybe an established player out in the outfield would make a difference. I don't know. I am not high on the Cardinals. That's from the three one four. I'm right there with you, Tim slash Sam. That's yeah. from the six three six. Sam, please. Thanks for pissing me off, Lisa. That's from the six one eight. Lisa joins us now. Yeah, Lisa's entered the chat. <laughs> All right, uh, we have to uh, wrap up the segment. Jackson's got So What'd Your Grandma Think coming up on the other And he says this is a thought-provoking, this is a very special edition of So What'd Your Grandma Think. Yeah, maybe not so much thought-provoking as much as it is poignant. It's poignant. All right, I can't. you have teased me effectively, and I am looking forward to what this is. I have no idea. I assume it's from the NBA, mm-hmm. of course. But I'm anxious to hear what it is. All right, it's coming up next. This is Balloon Party, also known as Our Town on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions. Not not a good question. Like, Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well... They're all Wisconsin players. Or... I'm doing a story about New Year's resolutions, and I was just wondering if you had any you wanted to share with your fans and our readers. Yeah. No, not right now. Okay. Thanks. And when that happens, players will fire back. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Stop asking me stupid questions. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? Jackson, you're going to have a new open on this on uh, St. Patrick's Day, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Just in time for the holiday. All right. Uh, All right. What do we have here? You've been deep teasing this. So this is Draymond Green, who himself has some media experience, talking about the relationship between athletes and the media. All right. As someone who now works on y'all side of things, I I understand um, the job and I'm all for the job. As, which is why I will give quotes and I spend on my answers. Um, I make myself available because I understand how this thing works. You know, um, we play, you write, you speak, and it grows the game. And due to that, you know, because of that, we are all one. I don't know if people understand that or not. Uh, but my job don't work without y'all and y'all job don't work without mine. Uh, that's just how this goes. When we were shut down, we all were shut down. There it is. I don't get it, Jackson. Mm. Well, what's what, what what what's what's the why is it poignant? Well, I just think that you know, oftentimes we see media as against maybe an athlete, but they really work. It's a symbiotic relationship. The only way writers can write is if they have something to write about. And I think in during the pandemic, we saw 
a time where there was no sports and that was everyone was like man the athletes but the media didn't get to talk and do what their jobs is so when you have that symbiotic symbiotic relationship it's important to respect each other and i think you know, I think that's a, a poignant take by Draymond. I think he sees more of that now that he works on the other side of it. Reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Reciprocation? Reciprocal. Recipro- Reciprocation? Nurse. They are reciprocating. Nice. Really nice. Another <laughs> form of the word. Uh, I follow that. I follow that. I follow that. Yeah. I, th- I think... I didn't... I, I talked about it, I think, about a month ago, about this interview I did with Barry Bonds, and I pointed out to him, I said, you know, I said, you know, if you just do an interview every once in a while, you wouldn't have the reputation. I can't... In hindsight, I can't believe I said this to him. <laughs> I'm 23 years old. Uh, and I'm, like, schooling him with my wisdom. And uh, and he goes, yeah, but you have to understand, I don't get paid to do interviews. Mm-hmm. And then I go and I, I take time, which I don't get paid, and I do these interviews with media, and then they go and say terrible things about me. So why would I do that? And, I, and as I was sitting there, I'm going, God, he's kind of making sense. Mm-hmm. Even though it isn't going to be popular, what right. he's saying is kind of making sense. It was such a, he was so introspective. I can't believe in hindsight that that happened. So actually, I agree with it. Because what I feel, I, I see this is the thing. I could go on now for another 20 minutes, <laughs> and I know I can't. But I, I feel like the game is now not, and I'm talking about the game of media, by uh-huh. the way. The game is now not necessarily about honesty, hence the name of this show, <laughs> Honesty in Media, or giving a real opinion because you might get pushback on social media. It's about getting likes and about getting people to click on your crap. Right. And therefore, it's manipulating the public out of a, a false premise. The mm-hmm. false premise being getting people to click. Or, well, I don't want people to not like me, so I'm going to say something I don't necessarily believe. And I don't like that. I don't really have a whole lot of respect for it. I get at the same time, I'm at a different point in my career than somebody coming up. Um, but I also understand athletes going, man, why would I give time here? Because you're going to manipulate my words and then tweet something out and crap on me. And I'm not down with that. So anyway, I, I got to go. I got to go. But you got me going. And now you got me going. That's what I do. That's what you do. All right. Time for us to shut it down. BK and Ferrario up next for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.